Good morning, everyone, and thanks so much for joining us for another Friday. We're here as a Connect and Share with Outdoors New South Wales and ACT, and today is our 137th uh, edition of our Connect and Shares and, uh, and industry joining with us online and also in the recording, which you might visit after the event. So today um, we've got a few bits and pieces that we need to let you know about. Um, no guest speaker today, but lots of content. So bear with us as we get through it. And uh, we'll be jumping into guest speakers again as of next week. So let me pay my respects to our traditional owners of the lands we all meet today. This is an important um, area that we need to look at in embedding some of the past traditions and the understanding of land in all the activities that we do as outdoor providers. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about this at the summit, but also through our First Nations subcommittee and also providing tools and resources for the industry in doing more in this space and working with the traditional owners. Okay, I thought I'd give you, do a bit of an update on where we're sitting with all of the four pillars that we stand for as Outdoors New South Wales and ACT. Um, most people would know that our four pillars represent education, promotion, uh, connection and advocacy. So I thought I'd just talk about some of the priorities that we're working on as a peak body right at the moment and uh, certainly give you a bit of information on updates in those areas as well. So the first one is education, and I, I talked to that one because we're heavily in the midst of organising this summit. And um, at, like any conference, it's not just, you know, bringing people into a room, putting up a projector screen and going for it. There's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes. And the summit in particular, it is a, made... made uh, it is trying to bring all the issues to the table. That's what a summit does. So a summit is to bring issues, have the discussions, but walk away with solutions. So getting the key people in that room to be able to make those um, discussions happen, but also the actions post-event. So uh, it's certainly gearing up to be a solid program, which we'll go through in just a little while. But that is a key focus for us, of course, at the moment. Um, the connect and share topics is also another area that we bring some of those current issues to you to give you information and help um, educate, but also inform on different areas. And we've been doing that, of course, with the AMSA, Domestic Commercial Vessels uh, Registration, amongst other things. But as they pop up, we make sure that they are programmed into the Connect and Shares each week for you. And you can always know, unless it's Good Friday um, or another public holiday, that we'll be here on a Friday at 10 a.m. to share that with you. The membership portal is being added to, if not every week, uh, certainly a couple of times a week uh, with various add-ons. And uh, if you jump in there, you can certainly see um, additions popping up all the time. We would make mention of them in the Connect and Share, so you can certainly find those additions and know that they um, exist. But if you are in the membership portal, I urge all of you to just cruise around, have a look, and uh, go through all of the different tabs to see what information is there for you. And of course, safety updates. Um, so one in particular, which the uh, Incident Response and Risk Management Committee is looking at right now, you might remember back in August last year, we brought you some content around the US and their standing on lightning procedures. 
Um, since that time, we've been liaising with the Bureau of Meteorology on what their response is to that research. Um, we're actually having some updates that will come to you very soon on that. We've had some great conversations with the Bureau on it, and uh, we're also liaising with some of our counterparts in the outdoor space, such as Surf Life Saving, Royal Life Saving, um, on that as well. So uh, look forward to bringing you those updates. Um, but if you have any concerns with that area and lightning procedures, I urge you to get in touch so we can certainly get you that information promptly um, and you don't have to wait for it to come out um, in the article. The second pillar is promotion, and this is something we've got to consistently do. And I think uh, if you've seen a boost in the social media, um, we need to thank Rose for that. Rose has done an amazing job in uh, connecting more with our social media and our activities. If you have posts that you would like us to share, just drop us a quick message into the social media and we'll jump on there and find it. You can imagine with the number of members we have, finding that content uh, could be quite onerous uh, on a day-to-day so pinpoint it for us and we'll certainly share it for you. Um, so in the promotion area, there is the internal promotion and the external. So we're doing a lot with our stakeholders. Bringing up the professionalism and the understanding of our industry is certainly key in, in getting more results for the outdoor industry. Um, I think we, we can all agree that we're still an emerging industry, even though we've been around for some decades now. But certainly when it comes to our stakeholders, seeing that we're sitting at the right tables and having the discussions with all the other industries side by side. So that consistently happens um, in here in uh, certainly the executive office and uh, making sure that we are at those tables. I was going to be at, unfortunately, the associations conference today, but I was feeling a little bit under the weather and I thought if I do have anything, I don't want to spread it to 500 others. So I decided to stay here today. But certainly those types of events uh, will be happening ongoing. The second one is the careers path and trying to promote uh, outdoor careers quite heavily. That is within schools and the REAP teams, which the REAP teams are a part of the Department of Education who've been doing an outstanding job in connecting with us and providing opportunities for the outdoors to be seen as a career option. Um, Helen is working in the North area at the moment up at Lake Macquarie. And we're hoping to have an event up there in uh, late July, early August. Uh, I've been working on the South Coast with those programs. And uh, even as of next Tuesday, I'm attending the, uh, the Careers Expo at Model Farms High. So um, there's 750 kids that will be coming through that expo and we need to make sure that we are seen as an option. The next one is around that activities and, and business uh, to the public, and that's the social media, but also the website. Please don't forget that we do have that option for you to put your own information onto our website. It hasn't been a focus of, of ours uh, at the top of the priority list lately, but certainly it will be coming so in the very near future. But we need you to put your contact content into that portal so that we can share that. Um, and, of course, the jobs on the Work Outdoors platforms, which continually get high traction um, in our social media. But just on the website, I thought I'd share with you again, if you go into the website and log in, every member has a login to this page. So when you actually log in, you'll see this page on the right and it'll actually say add business if you've asked it to list a business or if you list an event, it'll say add event. 
So please add your content in there. It is absolutely free to you. Um, once you've done that, we'll go in and approve your uh, submission and it'll appear like on the left here as um, an image, content, uh, call to action, any pricing you might want to add as well. So again, free for you to use, um, but I urge you to do that so we can continually share content from this website out into the general public. The third pillar is advocacy and obviously a, a high priority ongoing for us to make sure that we remove the barriers for the outdoor industry to do what they do best. At the moment, highly around the labour area, um, as you'd imagine. So uh, we're talking with the Department of Education about the vet roles and how it could be added to the ATAR. You might remember that conversation from several weeks ago. Um, also career recognition, you know, in the, in the effect that we're not seen as a trade, but, you know, we do have apprenticeships and traineeships through that process. How do we get more recognition as an outdoor um, opportunity? And the third one there, which we've been working on for quite some time, quite an onerous project, is the labour agreement. And I'll point you to the survey that we have open at the moment, which I urge you all to please, um, if you are interested in getting labour hire from overseas, that uh, I urge you to complete that survey to help us with our labour agreement, which we want to submit to the federal government that will support the whole outdoor industry in Australia. We also are looking at increasing activities in public spaces and things like the, um, the AOK program has been a great uh, program that we can continually go to government and advocate for the ongoing promotion or um, capacity building of these types of programs. Ensuring that active recreation is seen as legitimate activity for health and well-being, and it doesn't fall behind the sport aspect in, in most of uh, the public spaces. And of course, inclusion of outdoor education in public schools. My uh, my one that I keep getting on the soapbox of is that you know we have great outdoor education programs in private schools, and certainly um, what we can say is you know when you when you have the privilege who can pay for private schools, they get access to our amazing offer. But the ones that are in public schools don't always get access to that. And it should not be that way. Everyone should have access to outdoor education, particularly for the benefits that it supplies. And the fourth one there is connection. So connecting is consistent with what we do every day. Uh, from one operator to the, the next, I have phone calls from our members going, do you know anyone in this organisation? And I'm certainly handing those out at, um, on a regular basis. But we have some new ministers, so that is high on our priority list right now, getting in and seeing the new ministers, seeing what their objectives are and how we fit into that, but also advocating for what we need as an industry. Ongoing stakeholders in the industry, and that, that's like National Parks and Wildlife, of course, Crown Land, all of the people that we deal with on a regular basis and looking for those opportunities for the industry consistently. Just one on connection I thought I'd share with you. I think I mentioned some time ago that I sit on the Aboriginal Joint Management Stakeholder Consultation Group. That is a big mouthful. <laughs> but basically what that is is a group convened by the National Parks and Wildlife um, to look at the how we look at the progression of joint management of national parks. You might remember a little time ago um, that the government declared that they will move national parks into joint management with traditional owners. Um, so this is part of that process. I am privileged to be on this group and I will update you as that comes. But you can see that 
um, communique on screen now that is in your membership portal. So if you go under the advocacy tab, you will see the full communique if you are interested in finding out a little bit more about what we're doing with that group. Um, Tuesday, I'm at a careers day, but on Monday, I'm at an industry event, which uh, is brought to us by the Careers Advisors Association. They are holding uh, one day for all careers advisors uh, across the state. And um, this is a great opportunity to, again, get the outdoors known in this space. So you can see there that we're programmed in the first session, um, which is awesome. <laughs> and uh, Paul Wade, who uh, I don't know if you'll remember, back in 2020, we had a small business program where Paul Wade was one of our guest speakers in that program back when we were in lockdown um, in, uh, in 2020. So uh, our friend Paul Wade will be... Um, convening that and we'll be sharing the outdoors careers with these careers advisors. Looking forward to that one. An update on the AMSA DCV. So you might remember we had um, the, the whole review on the DCV program, the registration program. It went very well and I, I certainly compliment the way that that was was run. Um, second to that, there is the program that's currently existing, which is a little bit of a surprise to the industry. I don't think I've spoken to an operator yet that was fully informed about that program. Um, but what we've been doing is since uh, we've done the review is engage with the federal government department and uh, in particular, the minister's office. Um, we wanted to make it clear that we were not aware of the program, but also how did domestic commercial vessels incorporate things such as kayaks and canoes when we are very different in our safety needs to that of a shipping vessel or a cruise ship? So um, we are continuing those discussions. All I can say to you right now is that um, the discussion has been going exceptionally well. If you are impacted by this registration program, if you are fined or warned or whatever the case may be when it comes to this registration program, please reach out to us. And that goes for all states and all territories. Reach out to your peak body so that they are aware and we will be filtering that content through to the minister's office to support us in that review process. So please, can you just uh, keep us informed if you come across any challenges with the current program? Um, there was an announcement uh, a couple of days ago, uh, PLBs, and here we go with the acronyms and then the alphabet, but the personal locator beacons um, in the Australian Capital Territory are now available for their parks. So they're available at Namadji and also Tibimbilla. Um, so they can uh, certainly be hired or obtained through the offices there. So great initiative by the ACT. And uh, we look forward to seeing how that trial goes and if it's going to be a, um, a continual program. We spoke about the labour um, aspect a little while ago, and this is certainly the, the survey that I need you to fill out for me. If you are looking at visa holders um, as staff for your organisation, please complete this survey because it's adding to the data that we supply into that labour agreement. We're looking at all the ANSCO codes that we need for the industry. And as we know, that's an issue unto itself, but we need your content to be able to supply this. And what sort of volume of people you are wanting to see come in and supply your staff needs? 
Um, Helen ran a couple of great sessions in the last two weeks. Thank you so much, Helen, for standing in for me. And, and one of those, she had the Victoria University come to us and talk about their latest research. So if this is an area that you are keen to support them with, um, if you want to work in the industry, if you volunteer or work in the industry or an employer of the industry, there are three different surveys there. You can choose the relevant one. This was all in your membership newsletter um, two weeks ago. So you can certainly pin point those and, um, and complete that survey for them. This grant is closing soon. It's a couple of weeks left and I haven't had too many requests for letters of support. Um, so if you are wanting one, please let us know prior to the, the 11th hour would be helpful um, to support you in these grants. So this is dollar for dollar matching up to quarter of a million dollars for any infrastructure that you want to implement into your business that supports adventure tourism or outdoor tourism. So have a look at that. It is through Destination New South Wales. And again, if you need a letter of support, please let us know. If you're on the North Coast, there's some exciting news around uh, the regional awards. Uh, they are called the North Coast Tourism Awards. They actually are aligned with the state awards. So that way you can use this as a progression to the state tourism awards. So the, they opened um, yesterday. The applications close on the 31st of May and uh, the winners will be declared at the uh, North Coast Tourism Symposium, which will be held on the 27th of July. So um, if you're wanting to get a little bit of recognition about what you're doing and you have a, a degree of tourism that's a part of your business, I urge you to get in and nominate your business into these awards. A reminder about the NAPCOR workshops, they're not till July, but I urge you to certainly get in and register if this is a, something of interest because their numbers are limited. Um, this one in particular is capped at 30 participants. It is uh, targeted around middle management. So it will look at risk and resilience as NatCor is, uh, is charged with really pumping up our capacity in risk and resilience through this grant program that they've, um, they've been implementing. Uh, so there's one in Canberra at the actual Outward Bound premises, or there's one in Sydney, which is at uh, Denton's Lawyers. They're on the 17th and the 19th of July. And uh, again, if you want to get in, uh, I'd urge you to register soon. The second one, which is tar uh, targeted to the senior management executives, um, that's capped at 25, so less numbers on this one. And that's on the 18th of July in Sydney and also the 20th July in Canberra. Um, so again, getting quick. And of course, the last bit of content we have is all about the summit. The summit is, uh, as I said before, coming together beautifully. Um, we have a great lineup. And if you uh, got your members newsletter yesterday, you would have seen part of that. But I'll go through some of that for you today. Big thank you to our wonderful partners, too, for their support. We do actually have a giveaway. So if you are of a, a um, minority group that would want to come but cannot afford to come, um, we urge you to get in and apply for our equity giveaway. There is five tickets um, on the go. So you can certainly nominate yourself in that uh, survey there and the judges will be selecting winners based on two bits of criteria. 
one, why you actually want to go, and two, how you're going to use the content when you when you finish the event and head back to your place of business or home. So please jump in and complete that if you want a free ticket. And I will say if you're in the ACT, I'm not promising anything, but I'm having great conversations with the ACT government at the moment about some support for your attendance at this event. So if you are in Canberra, I urge you to reach out and uh, let me know if you're interested in attending um, so that we can support you in getting to this event. Okay, you know the deal. I think you've heard it a couple of times before. You've got the... Uh, whole program now available. You also have the early bird that closes on the 5th of May. So I urge you to get in quick if you want uh, these special deals. After the 5th of May, it goes up $100. So it's $350 for members and $450 for non-members. There's the QR code that will take you to the page on all things Summit. And I just thought I'd touch on Helen shared um, McCrindle's great demographic um, uh, infographic, <laughs> demographic infographic the other day, which is a great uh, testament to the work that they do at McCrindle Research. But I thought I'd also share with you why this is so important for the industry. McCrindle does a lot of work in education. They do a lot of research and a lot of um, deep dive into today's students and teachers and what uh, is needed to happen in the way of education. That combined with the social trends and what the public are doing uh, more and more in um, as we progress through the years is a great testament to the McCrindle research team as well. So Mark is going to be combining all of that content, making it very relevant for the outdoor industry and delivering that as his keynote on day one. We have the beautiful Cameron Arnold, who um, is an amazing um, person in the fact that he's tourism-based but also heavily connected to the outdoors and is based in the North Coast region. Um, he brings a lot of experience and uh, he's excited to be with us for the two days. He will co-host with our beautiful ambassador, Kai Fano. So that will be um, a great opportunity to see Kai as well and uh, find out what she's up to, I believe, without sort of giving away anything. She might be on set soon, hopefully. Let's see how that goes. And also um, we've got Tim Jack Adams. Now, Tim is an international keynote speaker. He will bring us some amazing content around what he's managed to achieve with his businesses, but he is from the outdoors as well. So um, we'll be looking forward to hearing from him. And then you have a great lineup of panels and conversations around all the different topics that we need to bring to the table and either solve problems or look at opportunities. So certainly we've got the state of the industry panel where we'll have all the peak bodies coming together and uh, explaining what's happening in their space and what they're working on. But the one that I'm really excited about is the land managers panel where we'll have national parks, we'll have forestry court, we'll have crown land all on one panel so that they can answer your questions um, and also share with us what they're up to. We'll be looking at accreditation and what are the benefits of certain programs. We'll be looking at training and upskilling. Uh, careers and we'll actually have a panel of all the different types of uh, people that are across the industry and food for thought for those that are practitioners in the industry to uh, to ensure that they get a bit of content about what their options are for the future. And of course the latest on mountain biking and best practice in Alpine regions that comes from our subcommittee content 
Our Activity Peaks panel, so we have Paddle Australia, Oz Cycling, Bushwalking, Australian Climbing Association all being part of that one. And who else is getting people active? We'll have um, the Officer Sport, we'll have the Duke of Edinburgh Ward and their updates, as well as Destination New South Wales and the Rail Trails, which is certainly something that's getting a lot of traction in New South Wales at the moment. We'll be talking about risk versus reward and also the attitude when it comes to risk. Labor needs and solutions, we'll look around some of the, the options that we have for that. And of course, we'll have, bring some case studies of climate change done well to you as well. And perhaps probably the, the most exciting one for me is having the Bureau of Meteorology come along. They have been talking to us, as I said before, about the lightning, but also we want to understand from their perspective what we've got to pre prepare for for the future. What are they seeing in the shifts and changes in the climates? And also what tools are available through them that we can use as outdoor providers? So there's a huge lineup, um, a massive two days. Uh, you'll need a week to sleep after it, but uh, we hope that you'll be able to join us for that amazing event. And here's all the other ones that'll be happening. I'll be down in Albury on the 16th and 18th of May for the PLA conference. Um, the Sport and Rec Skills Forum will be the day before our conference. So if you're interested in that area, Skills IQ will be coordinating that uh, get together, which will be a good day as well. Outdoors Victoria have their event on the 13th and 14th at the uh, Lake Lilydale Lakeside. And we have the Melbourne National Sports and Physical Activity Convention. This one was a huge one last year, certainly looking like it's going to be a huge one this year. Um, so uh, put that on the agenda if that's something you're interested in. We've got the Cruise Expo and, of course, the Australian Camps Association Conference in September. A huge thank you to my team for holding the fort. Um, April wasn't really the month that I was uh, expecting uh, with a few little sickness uh, bouts, but uh, thank you to James and Helen and Rose and Aaron for holding the fort on everything that they've done. And, of course, to Belinda, who uh, Belinda has um, kept the summit going and uh, made sure that we've got a, a wonderful event that we could um, continue to have for you in June. So on that note, um, that's it from me for this week. So I will close off the recording. Thanks for all who joined us online um, and we can have a bit of a chat. So farewell, everyone.